We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, everyone. I am Santa Doc. That is Kamla Claus. The Christmas edition of the Rotowire Fantasy Basketball Podcast. It's December 21st. It's Thursday. We're going to do this right after this quick song. Ho, ho, ho. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. This is the Rotowire Fantasy Basketball Podcast with the OGs. Uh, we have Steve Alexander, we have Rick Kamla, and we have our uh, our holiday-infused nicknames going on here. And uh, Doc, um, let's dive in here, man. Uh, obviously, um, we had a really fun night in the NBA last night, and Joel Embiid with the 50-10 and 10 game against Minnesota, and, and all kinds of juicy stuff went down. But since we uh, you know, left the people, me and you, um, last Thursday, we have John Morant back in the NBA. And look, Doc, uh, I, I'm in this 20-team um, dynasty slash keeper league called Sam Hinkie's Letter. Uh, I One of the uh, one of the members of the Kleiss family puts this, I, I forget at this point, and apologies for that. Uh, I think Brandon, and uh, Brandon's my guy. I just, a little drifty on the name right now. But uh, Sam Hinkie's Letter. It's a 20-team league, Doc. Uh, a few years ago, uh, like three, four years ago, I made a a, a bad trade uh, for Steph Curry. I traded off Hero, Jaron Jackson Jr., a couple of sec- first and second round picks, like ruined two drafts. I got a chip out of it, but it really set me back uh, uh, with, with the lack of draft picks and Hero and Jackson, obviously. Um, and so I'm John Morant in that league, Doc. And I'm back, okay? I had a really good draft. I had Cam Thomas. He's popping for me. And now I, I, I was already in first place. Boom, now I get to drop John Morant on the on this league with the crew that I have. What a debut, dude. 34 points, six rebounds, eight assists, two steals, 12 of 24 from the field. This is his first game in six and a half months coming off of a 25-game suspension. What's next against Indiana tonight? A 50, okay? Uh, Doc, John Morant, we talk about league winner and it's become a cliche and kind of like we laugh at it and stuff like that. He is literally going to be a league winner. For those who are smart enough, I mean, I, I'm in a dynasty league. I had Ja coming from the first draft that we had, right? But Doc, for those people that drafted John Morant while suspended, 
hung in there with them all this time. He's going to win leagues for them, man. So John Morant is back, and we have a Halliburton and John Morant matchup tonight, Doc. I'm psyched. Dude, that's the thing. You you didn't even mention the game-winning shot that he hit in that game, which was, was epic. I mean, he zero rust, completely uh, – He's like I was saying, I was on with Mark Schwartz on Tuesday of ESPN fame. I was like, this dude's like a caged tiger. It reminds me like when somebody held Mike Tyson down for like too long and he just came out of the cage just like, I'm going to tear someone's head off and I'm going to destroy anyone in my way. I mean, that that's where Ja is right now. And, dude, you mentioned it already. Tyrese Halliburton and those Pacers, you know what they don't do? They don't play defense. They don't care how many points you score. They just want to score more points than you do. I am all in on John Morant tonight. He's going to score 50. He's going to have – he may triple-double with 50. Um, it's going to be like 150 to 148, that game. It It's going to be so fun. And, in fact, when we get to the end of the show, uh, I'll unveil the most fun underdog lineup you can ever put together, which uh, John Morant is in that. Yeah, I'm I'm actually uh, uh, popping on here right now. Now, they don't let you load up on a player, right, and go bang, 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 and, like, hit Halliburton three times. Uh, they'll, they'll let you hit him once. Uh, but I, I'm going to have a card tonight uh, with uh, with Ja and with Halliburton, but you got to add somebody else, um, you know, to make it that parlay. So uh, that's under construction right now. Uh, but Ja Morant <laughs> is back. Uh, one more thing here. Um, Doc, the Grizzlies can actually make the play-in tournament. I don't think they will, but they're going to make a run at this, okay? And I believe that this is going to lead to John Morant being an absolute savage down the stretch as, you know, they're three and a half out of the PIT. They're two and a half out of the PIT. Oh, they're back to three out of the PIT. Like, you know what I mean? And what is I, I their don't record? Are they, are they like seven and nineteen right now? They're Something seven like and nineteen. Um, the <clears throat> math yesterday, and I don't think it's changed, was uh, uh, six or six and a half out of the playing tournament. Um, you know, behind Phoenix, who is in tenth place. We have fifty-six games to go for Memphis. Okay, this can happen. But again, I just want to see him make a run, make a push, knock on the door of that playing tournament, and it will keep. Um, all of these guys in there as opposed to, oh, let's bottom out and think about ping pong balls. Um, I mean, frankly, like the NBA needs John Morant. It does, okay? Memphis games are unwatchable when he doesn't play. They get housed in most of these games. Would we be excited about Memphis and Indiana tonight if John Morant were not back for the Grizzlies? Of freaking <laughs> court, okay? But now we are. We get Ja and Halliburton. So don't shut him down, man. Do not shut him down. Um, let's move on and talk about Kobe White here, hey, Doc. Rick, Rick, before yeah, we, before we do that, Jaron Jackson Jr. and Desmond Bain with John Morant back. Do do people need to be worried if they've got JJJ? I don't think so, dude. I think it no. opens everything up uh, for Bain and JJJ. That whole team is on the same page now. Bain is like, he was talking about running a play for me. I'm like, no, bro, you're getting the ball. You're taking it to the rack. If I'm open, throw it to me. I'll shoot it. But this is your this is your baby now, and I, I just think that makes these other teams kind of forget about Triple J and Bain. I'm glad you brought that up. Uh, now, Jaron Jackson Jr. hit a real heater uh, in, in in the moments before Jock came back. The scoring's going to go down a little bit, but think about it. Did we like Jaron Jackson Jr. when he was playing with Ja Morant before all of this gun stuff and all of these suspensions? Yes. Did we like Desmond Bain? 
playing with John Morant before all of these suspensions. Yes. So why wouldn't we like him now? Um, and, and then we've got Marcus Smart coming back here uh, later on this week. Might be a Friday or Saturday or something like that. So that's a, an early Christmas present. Um, somehow, some way, somebody dropped him in the Cam Dynasty. And I went, give me him. Like, we, I have six IL spots in the Cam Dynasty. It's a very, very generous league. And it doesn't have to be even a guy with the red cross next to him. It can just be sort of that questionable red flag. Boom. Put him down in your injured spot. You don't have to drop dudes. Six of those spots. Somebody dropped Marcus Smart uh, about a month ago, and I said, oh, I'll chill. I'll, I'll sit on ice here with Marcus Smart and wait out his return. Um, you know, about a, a, a three and a half, a steal and a half, I don't know, 12 points, five, six assists. I mean, I, I think, you know, four or five rebounds, not great, uh, but very serviceable, especially in a super deep league like the Cam Dynasty uh, League is where, I mean, I'm 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 ravaged with injuries right now, Doc. I'm without Bradley Beal. I'm without Evan Mobley. I'm without <clears throat> Jalen Johnson. I'm without Smart. A bunch of guys. I mean, I'm like Sam Hauser's on my roster right now. I don't want Sam Hauser on my roster in the Cam Dynasty. This is not a good look for me, Doc. It's not the paparazzi are like, "What the hell, dude? Are you is your game slipping?" No, it's not slipping. And uh, <clears throat> I'm trying to not lose to the K train, Ken Kreitz, this week. Um. Are you ready to move on and talk a little Kobe White here? I am. I'm, I'm sorry that I inter interrupted you, but I thought that I, no. I get a lot of questions about Triple J, so I want to see your take. Interruptions <clears throat> are always welcome. It's a free-flowing show. We just bang around. Uh, Doc, back in the day, uh, I was a big mosh pit fan. Not like the leader, like the, the center guy, like the <laughs> six-foot-five, 300-pound guy wearing the leather jacket, just literally moving dudes out of the way. That wasn't me. I was on the fringe, and I just, I just – Went in there, you know, do some side bumps, a little pushing, and I don't know. It's uh, back in the day. Uh, we, we'd mosh it up just a little bit. Um, staved, uh, stage dove one time, Doc, uh, one time, and I did make it uh, without cracking my head open on uh, on the cement floor. Um, anyway, uh, those were the days. Are we selling high with Kobe White, Doc? Are we riding the wave? Um, I, have Kobe a feeling, I have a feeling that Santa, Doc, has a different take on this than Kamala Claus. Oh. Uh, Santa, Doc is all in on Kobe White. Kobe White has been balling since the season started. Uh, we have not seen Lonzo ball since the last uh, big baller shoe commercial ran back in you the mean, You mean the 90s. Ice Age? We haven't seen him since the Ice Age, Doc. <laughs> since the 90s. Long. Zach Levine is not going to play another game in Chicago. The Cold War was still a thing when Lonzo ball played last. <laughs> Oh, poor Lonzo. I love Lonzo, man. It's, it makes me sad. Um, but yeah, I, I, I don't know who else is going to run the point there. I love what Kobe White's doing every night. You know, I've got him on my 30 deep team. I got him late. Like I was looking at where I drafted him. It was like 200th or 180th or some, somewhere crazy. Lee, and he's one of the best players on my team. He's got, he's racking up rebounds, assists, threes, points every single time he plays. Now, he's he's not helping some of my percentages and his turnovers are high, whatever. Uh, I'm I'm all in. I think Kobe White is possibly going – I mean, he's possible for most improved players in the league. Yeah, he's definitely in that conversation. Um, and I am, uh, I am on the other side of this, but I'm kind of uh, – I'll meet you in the middle in this way. In the month of December for Kobe White, um, it is Cam, it is Doc here on the Rotowire Fantasy Basketball Podcast. In the month of December, he's at 25, 7, and 7. 25, 7, and 7. Guys, 
That's LeBron James' stat line for this season. Okay, LeBron is literally going 25-7-7. and Kobe White is doing that right now in this month of December, shooting 50-50-83. I say sell high, but not right now. Um, the Lakers, in my opinion, Doc, and and so this is where it gets fuzzy and, and where the debate really um, pivots, because if you told me that Zach Levine is not going to play for the Bulls again and Kobe White uh, will have this role and the Bulls will not trade for anybody who will buzzkill this role, of course I would say don't sell high, ride this out. I fear that the, the Lakers need to make a move, okay, and the Bulls are – a perfect setup for them to make that move and go get Zach Levine. Problem is, they would send Russell or Reeves um, back to Chicago in that move. Especially if Austin Reeves goes back to Chicago, that is a massive buzzkill for Kobe White. They might be able to get D'Lo to come off the bench behind Kobe White. I don't know, but uh, that would <clears throat> be a little bit less of a buzzkill for me. But if Austin Reeves goes to Chicago... That's going to be his show now, and Kobe's back, and I got to get in where I fit in mode. So that's where my head is at, man. And we know that January 15th, Doc, is this next date where all the guys that were signed in the offseason are greenlit to be traded. December 15th is a date for that, but it doesn't include everybody. And then there's another date on January 15th where a lot of other guys that got signed in the offseason can be traded. Um, the Bulls have Zach Levine on the shelf for exactly that period of time until right around January 15th. It's no coincidence, guys. They're holding Zach Levine out of the fight so they can trade him so he doesn't get hurt. So um, I do see a trade coming down here, Doc, and that's why I sell high with Kobe White uh, probably like a week and a half into January. I like that take. And I think anytime, anytime you're talking about a player, whether you should sell sell high or not, um, it and there's a trade involved, it all depends on who's coming back. Um First of all, if Austin Reeves gets traded from the Lakers, there's going to be a mutiny in that building. Like that, that town is going to lose its mind. LeBron, I don't think, I don't think LeBron's going to okay that trade. I, I don't. I think Austin Reeves. Is, Zach Levine is a clutch client. Don't forget. All right, but yes, if if they get a point guard coming back like D'Angelo Russell, that would obviously hurt Kobe White. Also. Something I have not looked at or thought about, but Chicago, for you, those of you in head-to-head -head leagues, their schedule is gross. Uh, three games in the middle of – we're in the middle of a three-game week. Then they go 3-3-4. Three, three, no, that's Charlotte. We're in the middle of a four-game week. Then they go 3-3-4, 3-3-3-3-2-2-3. Three, 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 like, that is a lot of twos and threes and only one four. Uh, in that Chicago schedule. So, I mean, if you want to sell high on, on Kobe White, that schedule's horrible. Now might be the time to do it. Um, okay, I see I see where your head is at with that. Uh, I, I found that streamers can make up for those uh, games, right? I, I don't know. I don't I don't really get hung up too much on uh, whether a guy, you know, in 30 deep I do, right? Because if a guy's got a four-game week, a guy's got a two-game week, the margins are so slim in this league where literally a guy that's going to give you seven points, five rebounds, two assists, like is is a serviceable guy in this league. Um, so when the margins are that thin, um, I, I do look at the games played by week. But We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. 
Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Moving on here, Doc. Um, are we selling high with Colin Sexton? Colin Sexton of the Utah Jazz, six consecutive 20-point games in December going 21-3-4, and four, 50 from, from the field, 35 from deep, and 91 from the free throw line. Uh, your guy, Keontae George, has been out with this injury. Uh, I did read the other day that he's kind of, I don't know how quickly this will happen, but he's on the comeback trail. I believe he was flying with Utah to one of their road games. So uh, his return might be around the corner here, Doc. So are we selling high with Colin Sexton before K. George gets back up in there? Well, George Clarkson's been out too. Olenek's been terrible. Like you said, I think it was a week ago right here on the show, you were like, Colin Sexton is going to take off. And he's, he, he, he sort of did. He sort of did. You 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 pretty much crushed that. Uh, but there's nobody else to, to steer the ship. There's nobody else to, to do it um, except for Colin Sexton. So, yeah, when Keontae comes back, I think Colin Sexton goes away again. And Colin Sexton is one of those guys where, yeah, he might score some points. And he might have a good game here and there, but generally speaking, he's he's hurting more fantasy teams than he's helping. Uh, generally speaking, at least historically, but he's on a good run. He's he's a bucket getter. He's not an assist guy. He's not a steal guy. Uh, he's a bucket getter. Um, and and really, frankly, uh, Doc, I got to be honest with you and everybody. He's like to me, he's a Jamal Crawford, a J.R. Smith, um, a Lou Williams, and I mean, it's not a bang at all. It's like, but that. He's better as sort of that, um, you know, that that guard off the bench, right? That's going to play starters minutes. But, you know, when he's having one of those three for 15 nights, you can kind of get him out of the fight a little bit. And he's not a starter where you pretty much got to have a good game from him. Um, all right. Let me ask this question. I'm going to remove the profanity. Um, three of the four letters of this uh, word, um, which obviously we can't really float around here. What the F is wrong with OG on and OB Doc? What the F is wrong with OG Ananobi? I'm pissed. I'm over it, okay? OG Ananobi completely sucks right now. Did you see his stat line against Denver last night? Nine points, three rebounds, one assist, like one, three, no steals. What is this? I made a big trade in the Cam Dynasty for OG. It wasn't a big trade. It was a trade, okay? It was a trade. I traded uh, Clarkson 
uh, before I, I just saw the bottom falling out on that thing. Uh, THT literally the day before he got benched uh, for Keontae George and a third round pick for OG Ananobi. Okay. I felt like I was stealing. I felt like I was uh, that old Jane's addiction song, right? Um, been caught stealing, man. Um, and I, in fact, have been caught stealing because OG Ananobi is not even close to the player um, that I traded for. Okay. I traded for 15 to 17 points. I'm not getting crazy here. Doc, you know what I traded for? I traded for fantasy gold. The third I traded... round player he was last year. Exactly. Two and a half threes a game, 1.9 steals per game, right? Uh, it's the fantasy gold. Um, and so we're getting uh, here this year, one steal per game, 2.33s per game, but it's so inconsistent. Like he'll have a 25 with some goodies, and then they'll have last night. It's like, dude, you're vexing. So now, Doc, I'm all up in my head. Like, am I benching OG on Anobi for Tari Eason? Am I benching OG on Anobi for Dante Exum? Okay, these are the tennis games that are being played in my brain right now. I thought OG on Anobi was going to be a staple at one of my forward spots on this team. I am super, super disappointed. Um, and I, I Doc, I, I don't look. There are some teams where I absolutely have my finger on the pulse. I watch every minute of every game. Toronto's not one of those teams. I come in and I come out on Toronto. Okay, I actually watched a lot of the game last night because I watch every minute of Denver. Um, and so I, I did watch a lot of Toronto ball last night. And Scotty Barnes, my God, that guy. Um, but what's the deal here, Doc? Okay, under Nick Nurse, awesome defensive coach. We get awesome defensive numbers from OG Ananobi. Now we got Darko Rakovic. I'm not even sure what his coaching identity is, Doc. Okay, they're just a mediocre team. Um, and so what in the hell is wrong? What the F is wrong with OG Ananobi? I don't know, but it's been that way all season, and I've been talking about it for a month. Uh, he's he's like a seventh, eighth, ninth round guy instead of a third round guy. Um, Fred Van Vliet is gone. Uh, Dennis Schroeder is there, and they have this coach, Darko, like, and we've seen the emergence of, of uh, Scotty, like you just talked about. So those are the things. It's one of those four things, or it's all of those four things mixed together. Or maybe OG and Pascal Siakam both don't like playing in Toronto anymore and don't care. Uh, Siakam, I feel like, is going to be an Atlanta Hawk here before it's all said and done. Uh, I don't know, dude. Uh, that uh, I... The odds of me tuning in to watch the Toronto Raptors play a game are very, very slim. They're going to have to be playing somebody I love to watch. Right. I just don't care. And I, I guess Fred Van Vliet may have had something special with OG Ananobi. And now that he's gone, uh, Schroeder ain't got it. I don't know, man. Um, let me pull up this comment right here because uh, it's co-signing what we're saying. It's from uh, Aditya Maluk. Uh, Aditya, thank you for uh, coming back here. I recognize your name. Um, he says, I hate Coach Darko. He's not letting Pirtle get enough minutes. Should I be panicking on Pirtle? So sad and frustrating. Um, I bailed on Pirtle uh, in a uh, eight-man uh, keeper league. It's a, it's a, like a 12-team league. Anyway, a keeper league that I'm in like a week and a half in, and I picked up Nurkic, um, Doc, because – I, I like Nurkic when he's activated. He's a double-double guy. He dimes. Uh, he hits a three, you know, every now and again. Decent defense. Like, like I'm kind of a Nurkic guy, and he's motivated now with Phoenix and playing well. So I was like, screw Pirtle. I'm out. And I, I went over to Yusuf Nurkic, and he's my backup center to Joel Embiid. 
And so I, I tapped out on Pirtle a long time ago. And frankly, Doc, I haven't really revisited that conversation. When so, was the last you, time you when was the last time you heard Pirtle's name? I, yeah. I mean, we've been doing I've been doing two shows a week for the entire season. This is the first time. Maybe second time anyone has said Doc of Pirtle. Aditya, congratulations. You just rang the bell. <laughs> I, hey, Rick, you know what? Underdog Fantasy is the number one platform for NBA best ball and DFS player pick em contests. If you haven't tried Underdog yet, new Underdog users receive a first-time deposit bonus up to $100 and a free six-month subscription to RotoWire with promo code RWNBA. That's promo code RWNBA. Visit underdogfantasy.com or download the Underdog app today and use promo code RWNBA to claim your free RotoWire subscription and deposit bonus. Mike. Oh, pardon me. That is Dr. A. I'm Rick Hamler. We're the OGs, and we hey, are the RotoWire Fantasy Saint, Basketball Podcast. I am Santa Doc, sir. Santa Doc and Kamla Claus. Sorry, Doc. I got to remember that uh, for today. He's got the hat on and everything, man. Um, uh, are you, uh, where are the stockings? Shouldn't you have stockings with, oh. I don't know, uh, like uh, an NBA 2K sticking out of it or a pack of basketball like a little, cards? Is that, is that a little dig to get the word stock in there without actually throwing the oh, word stock in there? I actually, no. I was not trying to. You know, uh, speaking of stocks. How about, I thought you hated that reference. Why are how we going about, there? How about this dude, Isaiah Hartenstein? Go go on. Tell 30 minutes. 30 minutes a night, baby. Let him go. T Thibs, let him play, baby. Let him out. Uh, I'm fired up about Hartenstein right now, man. I just hope <laughs> Tom Thibodeau can find it within his rich heart. <laughs> Let, did you say Grinch? Is that I, what you said? I did say Grinch. <laughs> I hope you can find it in his heart that's two sizes too small to let Isaiah play 30 minutes a night, baby. Everybody else is hurt, right? Mitchell Robinson's gone for the year. Jericho Sims got hurt. Uh, I mean, it, 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 Hartenstein is on. Is it Hartenstein or Hartenstein? I, I think it's Stein, actually. I'm pr I'm pretty sure you, you get like all the the CSHs and all that kind of stuff going on in there. Well, Brian Rosenworcel, the drummer of Guster, and I have been talking about Hartstein for years. And even when I go back and listen to the broadcast and figure out how to say it, I, I forget about it immediately. So either way, whether it's Stein or Stein, I've got him on uh, several teams, and I'm launching him because it looks like he's going to take off. So, uh, so I agree with, with all of that. Um, so Thibodeau uh, really messed with my brain, Doc, uh, in, in the Cam Dynasty. I'd had as, as soon as Mitchell Robinson went down, um, and uh, I picked up Hartenstein, knowing, um, you know, I'm not like last night. Was it last night? Yeah, the Nets game. Um, I, you know, we're getting two points, but we're getting blocks, we're getting steals, we're getting assists, we're getting rebounds, we're getting good field goal percentage. And it's right off of waivers there for you, okay? You're literally getting double-digit rebounds a game off of waivers, okay? How often does that happen? Not very much. So, uh, you know, I play the streamer game, um, especially in a week with Ken Kreitz. I got to try to keep up. He's leading me right now five to three. I'm not happy about it. I have sleepless nights about it, okay? I win. I don't lose. I don't want to lose to the K train. He just won the chip in my league last year, okay? So I stream. I mess around. I got tough decisions to make. 
And I dropped Hardenstein because they started Jericho freaking Sims. Like, why? What are we doing here, man? Jericho Sims is a guy. He is a Adonis, right? He's like Tarzan out there with this bod. Can he play basketball? I don't even. So anyway, Hardenstein is starting right now. And you're right. Tibbs needs to just like stop it. Start him, okay? Uh, you've got your 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 dude back and Taj Gibson to play 10 minutes off the bench behind him. Uh, go trade for Thomas Bryant or, you know, some backup big or something and start Hardenstein. Why wouldn't got you? you? Got D- your Doc, guy, Taj Gibson. He's good. He's he's good on offense, too. Hardenstein is a good passer. He's good with dribble handoffs. He's good at hitting cutters uh, with, the, like, the little backhand pass on the baseline. Like, he's he's a talented basketball player. And he's got boy-o-yoing and he's got motor and all that kind of stuff. So I'm with you, bro. I, I'm with you on Hartenstein. I, I I think he's – and now, Doc, check this out. The news gets, like, worse but better. Like, I mean, God bless Mitchell Robinson, right? He ain't going to play again this year, okay? So Right? So he has been um, – the, the Knicks have applied for a disabled player exception um, because they project that Mitch is going to miss the rest of the year. You, you can't – go to the league for this player exception unless the guy's going to miss the entire year. So the fact that the Knicks are doing this tells you that he's going to miss the year. Boom. Isaiah Hartenstein is the guy. I don't see the Knicks trading for Embiid. I don't see them trading for Cat. Okay? Those trades aren't happening. Philly's good. Minnesota's good. Move on with your lives. I do see New York, and I think they need to trade for a backup big. Like I said, uh, a Thomas Bryant. Um, God, I just went through this list this morning, um, and, and some of the other names are escaping me. But, uh, you know, like guys that are second or third string on their teams that are pretty good, uh, you know, like a Thomas Bryant, a Jackson Hayes with the Lakers, although I don't think they'll move him, but you get the point. But still, Hardenstein should be good for 30 minutes a game here, Doc, from now to the end of the season. He should be. Did you watch that Lakers game when he came off the bench uh, behind Jericho Sims, who only lasted three minutes? 39 minutes, nine points, 17 rebounds, uh, two steals, two blocks. Those are stocks. He was all over the place. He's the reason that the Knicks won that game. And hopefully that was the one. I think that was Monday night, maybe. Hopefully that's the one that got uh, Thibs' attention and he's going to let him go and let him play 30 a night because he needs to. And and Hartstein's the kind of guy that needs 30 minutes a night to produce. Like, we can't have him play in 22, 23 minutes. It's got to be 30. Agreed. Uh, The points are already really light. And when he plays those minutes, that's when he starts to get into those big double-digit rebounding totals. He's kind of Rodman-ish when you think about the stat line, the blocks, the steals. Although Rodman wasn't great in those categories. Rodman obviously was like 17 to 25 rebounds every game. Um, And a very weird fantasy player. Always vexing for me, Doc, back in those days. Um, You know, you knew the rebounding category was just going to put you over the top. But like, he really hurt you in a lot of other categories. Threes, points, um, wasn't a big block steal guy. Rodman was a very weird fantasy basketball player uh, back in the day. Hartenstein's stat lines kind of remind me of Dennis Rodman a little bit. Um, but again, it's off waivers, okay? Rodman was a guy you drafted, and people drafted him pretty high. They're like, I'm going to win rebounds, and I will have rebounds. It's like, okay, that's cool. There's like eight other categories, dude. Um, have fun with that. Um, I wasn't a big – go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say that. Are, are we good on? Are we good on Hart? You're, are you? You're still going on him. Yeah, I just went on a random thing there uh, about about Dennis Rodman, uh, Santa Doc, uh, and, and maybe uh, drafting Dennis Rodman and having him on a fantasy team predates you playing fantasy. I don't know. Did did you do you go back that far with fantasy where you were effing around with Dennis Rodman? What was your first 
playing fantasy basketball. Me? Yeah. Dude, I I may have invented fantasy basketball before you did. <laughs> Dude, I was around, I was around when my buddy Scott Halliburton took Glenn Big Dog Robinson with the number one pick in our draft. Over Jordan. Over what, what year? What, what year? What year was that? I don't know. That was probably like ninety, what ninety five. Uh, I was around it with Eddie Jones being a baller, dude, for the Lakers, <laughs> like steals and blocks. Eddie Jones was the original stocks guy. Like, uh, I think I think my first year of playing fantasy hoops was nineteen ninety two, and uh, the Indianapolis Star used to have a thing in the paper where you could you could pick they had uh, blocks of five players. And you would pick one player from each block, and uh, then they'd run the results in the paper every every week. And so the first league I ran was based on that, and then after that we did the whole the whole stats thing. In fact, I think today when uh, when we do that potathon show tonight, I think we should go old school and talk about the, our earliest memories of fantasy hoops because for me it gets so fun to talk about like going to the copy store and making copies of everything, getting the USA Today at 5.30 in the morning and sitting down and just getting your yardstick and your highlighter out and just going to town. <laughs> That's how it had to be done back in the day. Uh, 1989 uh, was uh, what was the first fantasy basketball league for me. It's Sigma Nu Fraternity. And I think that's a good idea, Doc. My first ever draft pick was Magic Johnson. Um, and uh, and later, I think it was 91 when he came back, uh, or maybe it was 93 or something, I traded for Magic, and it was a very, very bad trade for me. But I was so geeked that he was back in the NBA that I had to have him. Uh, but hey, I, did... put the, I put this question up here because I want, to hear, I want to hear you rage, dude. It's from Point Blank Mish. Is it time to unload Lori Markinen? Utah is tanking. It's sounding more loud or lately. Uh, that sounds like something exactly what you said the very first show we did this year. Well, I, I, I just, he was, he was on my don't draft list. I, I, I'm just, you know, and uh, I don't know, like we talked about this, like I'm just off of the jazz. They're toxic to me. I'll mess around with like Keontae George for the long haul. I'll mess around with, with Sexton in like a short-term rental situation but I had an opportunity to trade for John Collins earlier this year. I didn't. I traded for PJ Washington. Okay. That was a horse bleep trade for me um, overall. But that gives you an idea. I feared either the trade or the shutdown. And then John Collins in the abyss and is even a starter anymore. Okay. Marking it. Clarkson. No, I'm just out because Utah sucks. They're not going to get better. And, and they're going to shut these guys down again. So, I've just never been on him. And if you have him, yes, you need to be absolutely trying to trade Lowry Markin and right now. Um, what do you say to that, Doc? I know you you're uh you have a bigger opinion about Lowry than I do. And Lowry Markin, it doesn't give you blocks and steals. That's another hit against him. Yeah, and he he's already missed time with an injury. Another one's coming, the shutdown's coming. Like I, I'm with you on all of it now. I I I think if you've got Markin and you know, my son comes up here, he he pops his head into my office like three times a day and, and he asked me uh, like a point blank basketball question and I look at him and give him an answer and he, he just disappears the other day he came in and he's like what's wrong with Laurie Markin how come he never plays for me I was like because he sucks and Utah sucks and he's like okay and he turns around and walks out and uh, <laughs> so I, I yeah I mean if you've got Laurie Markin on, on your team it's time to try to get rid of him that, that's just simple as that it sure is man it sure is um let's talk about Clay Thompson here doc 
Clay Thompson of the Golden State Warriors has been uh, to start the season. I mean, god awful. I mean, he was he was doing like if you. I know he's a starter, but if you even took his numbers and compared them against like Nas Reed, Cole Anthony, um, Austin Reeves, like the best sixth men in the game, it'd be like, okay, that's where he should be living right now. But not with the percentages. The percentages are terrible. Last four games, Doc, he has hit a heater. And frankly, he looks a little different out there. He's just, I watch every minute of every Warriors game. They're one of those teams for me. And uh, Clay has been so indecisive. He's been so... uh like bad body language and just not vibey, just like sulky and pouty and in his head. And why do I suck so bad? And I'm a great player. Where is this game? How do I rediscover it? A thousand yard stare sitting on the bench as this team gets drilled by 20 points by some asshat team. Okay. <laughs> That's where he was. Now I, I see the strut. I see, you know, just that pop, just that sort of erect, like body language that you get from clay right he's not like all slunched over he's like he's like oh he's like you know i'm here whap like catch and shoot i'm not thinking about this i'm not hesitating anymore i'm coming off a screen and catching it rising and hitting whereas before he was catching it and like i don't know should i pass should i rise and the guy's all over him and he can't do anything with it um he scored 24 plus points and four plus uh threes doc in each of the last four games are we selling high with clay thompson right now and capitalizing on this heater well, it's a it's a tough question because is this the Clay Thompson we're going to get for the rest of the season? Uh, is he happy that Draymond Green is not on the court with him? Is he? I mean, I don't know. I, I don't know if if this is what we're going to get for the rest of the year. But you're exactly right, dude. You know, I t- we talk about our or I talk about my kid a lot. We both have kids. It's like when you're watching your kid uh, on the baseball field and they're hanging their head and they're kind of not their body language sucks and you're like pulling it aside and you grab my shirt and you're like, get your head in the game son the coach is watching you uh and that's sort of where clay was you now hanging his head just like you said the body language wasn't right he didn't look like clay now he does uh is that gonna last all season i mean i kind of think they need clay thompson to play well to win games and i i kind of think he knows that Kind of think maybe the slump and the the sad sack for the first twenty games that we saw is gone. I, I think he's I think he's good. I, I'm going to stick with him. I'm going to sell high with Clay Thompson, man. Um, I'm I'm bailing on this Golden State thing. Uh, they th- their ship has been taken on water, Doc. I think the dynasty is dead. Uh, they are no longer in the championship fast lane. And can they prove me wrong? Yeah, they can. I just don't think they will. Again, this is not a team. That uh, and I would tell you, like I did with Toronto, right? Like, I don't even know Darko's identity as a coach, I don't, I just know that OG Ananobi sucks now and it pisses me off, okay? <laughs> so, um, uh, but Golden State, like, no, 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 I, I got I got my finger on the pulse of that team, and I, I just, I mean, I'm a Clay Thompson guy, I want this heater to continue, I want him to get paid and all this kind of stuff, but I just don't trust it, man. I don't trust it. I would be looking to sell high with uh, with Clay Thompson right now. And uh, and so let's go to the streets here, um, Doc, and let's check out some of the comments from the people. It is Santa Doc and Kamala Claus, a.k.a. the OGs here on the Rotowire Fantasy Basketball Podcast. So uh, let's see here. Um, I like this. I like this one right here. Pull it up. From Mal Labis. Should I pick up Conley or Chris Paul? 
rest of the season. Is, is it 19, uh, is it 2010? Right. Like, what is happening? <laughs> uh, what is happening? Neither of these players should be on waivers in this league. Okay. That's, that's first and foremost. How are these guys on waivers? How are two point guard? Doc, you know this. We talk about this. You can't find assists on waivers. You can't. There's well, never maybe, a... maybe maybe this is an eight-team league. Maybe I mean, it's ten. So uh, CP3 um, would be the guy for me. Uh, I mean, Draymond is out however long. Um, I think they should bring Draymond off the bench when he comes back. I don't know if Kerr's going to operate that way. But uh, I, I made a big mistake earlier this year. Uh, when Draymond came back from his first suspension, I thought, um, you know, uh, and Chris Paul's numbers were awful and he could not make a shot to save his life. I, I bailed on him and traded him to Ken Kreitz. Massive mistake. Um, massive mistake. I hate that trade. It, it burns me inside. I got to make another good trade um, and heist somebody to make up for it um, and, and create an even Steven thing in my brain. But that is not currently the situation. Shout out to Ken Kreitz for that highway robbery. Um, he didn't he didn't put a gun to my head. It's just me pulling a bad trigger on a trade. Uh, I would go Chris Paul, Doc. Me too. I think Conley's sneaky. He's fine. He shouldn't be on waivers in 12-team leagues. Uh, he's still playing well, despite the fact he's about 50. Both of those guys are ancient. They're both pushing 40 years old. But, uh, yeah, I mean, no no Draymond. I think you got to go CP3 there. You got you got a question you want to you go with? Did you, did you find one? Let's uh, – let's, uh, well, uh, Safi Patel um, says, will OG get traded? Um, Safi, A, I don't know. B, I would freaking love that, okay? Because I think Doc made a great point about OG earlier on. Uh, OG, we can talk system, and system does matter, okay? Like Drew Holiday, he's not gambling as much in Boston. His steal numbers have plummeted, okay? And it's uncool. I'm not happy with it at all. Um, but it is what it is. Um, so systems can change how a player plays and the stats that those players bring. Um, but there's also just the, I don't want to be here factor. Okay. And like to play defense and get 1.9 or two or 2.1 steals, you doc, you know, this, you've really got to be engaged and you've got to have a super high motor and you've got to be out there deflecting and moving and in passing lanes and a lot of extra and a lot of plus. Okay. And of the Raptor ball that I've seen, I don't see like a super active flying around like his hair is on fire. OG on an And that's like Jalen Suggs. Okay. Jalen Suggs is flying around like his hair is on fire. Okay. He's tumbling on the ground. He's getting steals. He's diving out of bounds to grab the ball and throw it back into a teammate for a save. Like OG Ananobi has that in his game, but we're not seeing it right now. So for the love of God, please somebody come trade for OG Ananobi and save him. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. All right. Do you want to talk about uh, selling high on Kawhi Leonard? Um, yeah, we definitely could, man. We definitely could. Uh, or do you want to answer more questions? Or are you just going to laugh at me like, oh, yeah. Uh, no, you are. This? You're my I, boy, man. You're I, couldn't my boy. Decide, I couldn't decide on this one. Santa Doc could not figure this out. We'll go with it. Admiral Nita says, so high on Pajemski, who's now hurt. I mean, <laughs> you're a trip, dude. You are an apt. All right, read the question. You are such a trip. Are we selling high on Pajemski? Well, I, I I was like, ooh, that's a good question, but he's hurt. 
So it's not that great of a question, but it is a good question. How hurt is he? What what's the are we day to day? Are we week to week? Where are we with Pose, of a guy running around the court with his hair on fire, diving yeah. all over the place. He's that guy. And, That's a great and point. Making plays, it's Pajemski. That's a great point. And when Draymond went down, I I got so fired up about Pajemski. Picked him up everywhere I could, wrote about him everywhere I could. Like the dude is gonna shock the world. Goes down, he's he's hurts his back and then he gets up and he walks like kind of an old man to the locker room they didn't even update what the injury was for a long time they finally came out and said it was his back i think he's in the day-to-day range but i'm worried about it because i just didn't like how he was how he reacted to it but i mean i'm i think kerr has to roll with pajemski the rest of the way like this draymond ship has sort of sailed you like you said you've got your finger on the pulse of the warriors they're not a championship caliber team with or without draymond and pajemski needs minutes he needs to play he's young he needs to develop we know what draymond can do like pajemski should be out there over wiggins and draymond green at all costs in my opinion so i have good news for you um the uh and, and I'm just making my final uh my final thing here on this uh, uh underdog fantasy lineup uh, which we'll uh, talk about in just a second. Um here's the thing with Poge, doc. Steve Kerr loves him. And Steve Kerr drafted him. Poge is the first draft pick of the post Bob Myers era. Kerr did not like the Myers picks, all right? Uh not Clay and Draymond. I'm talking about Moody, Wiseman, Kaminga. Okay, Kaminga still isn't playing enough minutes for my liking. Um, Kerr loves Poge. Oh, by the way, this Trace Jackson Davis thing, it's real because uh, Kerr drafted him, okay? And he's good, by the way. He was a Big Ten uh, player of the year type of guy last year at Indiana. He was the dude, man, big stack guy. He's had two good games in a row. He's definitely worthy of a pickup here, guys. Um, But... I, I say a lot, the money finds the floor. Another phrase that I, and it's true, and another phrase I have, draft capital finds the floor, okay? How invested are teams in these drafted guys as opposed to, you know, other guys? And uh, and Kerr's kind of over the Andrew Wiggins thing. You can tell that. He's already been benched, right? Um, but Poge is going to play. Poge is actually playing both ends and hustling and doing all the stuff that Steve Kerr gets wild about. And, uh, and uh, um, uh, Trace Jackson Davis, is just playing really well. He was, I believe, a four-year guy at Indiana, so he's like poised and mature beyond his, um, you know, rookie status. And again, he's invested in him, Doc. Okay, he has, he has the opportunity to look like a, uh, uh, like a beast, right? Like, like, oh my God, what a great draft pick by Steve Kerr and all this kind of stuff. Nobody is saying that if you don't play these guys. If you play them, then Kerr gets flowers on the return. And I know some people are like, Cam, you're forgetting about Mike Dunleavy Jr., the GM of this team. I can tell you right now definitively, and I will die on this hill, Steve Kerr is calling the shots for the Golden State Warriors right now, and Mike Dunleavy Jr. is along for the ride. And in a collab situation, but Steve Kerr has the loudest voice in that war room. And again, uh, Doc, uh, another war reference, I would die on that hill. Well... Going back to Trace Jackson Davis, which I think is an important topic right now. I loved him in Indiana. He looked, when he played at Indiana, where I'm from, he looked like, to me, a lottery a lottery guy. And then 
you know, the the draft pundits were coming out and being like, oh no, he's dropping. He's he's he he may not even be a first round pick. And I'm like, how are 30 teams gonna pass on this kid? He's he's a baller. Dude, you know the Warriors took him 57th. Almost didn't get drafted. Three picks away. Uh and so so when he did start making noise, I'm like, well, he's a 57th pick. There he's just playing garbage minutes. But that's not the case. Like he he's I think he's proven to Steve Kerr that he can play. And I think if you need a big man and you're in a 12 team league, it's now or never. You're going to get Trace Jackson Davis now, or you're not going to get him because Draymond ain't coming back for a while. Um, and even when he does, we may see all the pods and all the TJD we can handle. So I, I'm 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 there. I, and I love Pajinski. Like like I said, I hope he's not hurt. We don't even have a new update uh, since he won't return to the game. Like, that's all we know. We don't know anything. Uh, so I'm a little worried about Pods' back, but you can't you can't drop him until we get some news. So you're muted, sir. If you're in a shallow league, you probably don't need Trace Jackson Davis. If you're in a deep league and he's on waivers, go get him now. Um, all right, Doc, uh, we're fired up. Um, and uh, before we uh, uh, bid you all adieu and, uh, and wish you a Merry Christmas and a Happy Holidays, uh, let's give out our uh, underdog fantasy lineups for the night. Me, me and Dr. Geeked about um, Indiana at Memphis, Halliburton at Morant, okay? And I do think both of these guys are going to hit their numbers tonight. And I added Shea Gilgis-Alexander to this three-team parlay, Doc. I've got SGA at over 32.5 points at home against his former team, the Los Angeles Clippers, who so stupidly – I'm just kidding. They got Paul George, but – uh, but nevertheless, former team, this stuff matters to players. 32 and a half is his number. And the Clippers are a very good defensive team. But they're in the second of a back-to-back and might not have the same juice tonight. John Morant, PRA, I'm going over 45 and a half points, rebounds, and assists. And Halliburton at 40 and a half PRA, which, uh, boy, I, I, I feel good about that. So that's my uh, underdog fantasy lineup tonight, uh, Doc. I got SGA, I got Morant, PRA, and I got Halliburton, PRA. How about you? Dude, I totally forgot. I, I blacked it out of my history that SGA played for the Clippers. In fact, true. Yeah. And you know me. I love a great revenge angle story on a fantasy basketball player. Like <laughs> like you said, these guys get fired up to go play against their, their former teams. And... You know, I play a lot of golf. There are certain guys I play golf against that I want to beat a lot more than other guys. Like, like, oh, I'm playing him? Oh, it's on. I, I'm going to get fired up. <laughs> I'm going to bring my A game today. And that's, that's sort of what happens when these guys play their former teams. So my three that I've got locked in right now, and I may, I may, I may build several builds around this, this core three, but I got John Morant, PRA, 45 and a half, which is what you have. We both decided on that at the beginning of this show, I think. And then I've got, outside of SGA and Ty Halliburton, the other two fun guys in the NBA right now, not named Anthony Edwards. Uh, I've got Victor Wembanyama, who's coming back from being held down by Coach Pop <laughs> and not allowed to play for the second week in a row. Now, see, you said these, this game, these games played thing that you can make up for with streamers, but Having Wemby on six teams, he had a two-game week 
and missed one of those games. So he had a one-game week when other guys were playing four games. I got destroyed everywhere uh, that week. And then he's already missed a game this week. I need Wemby out there every day to carry all my teams. I am having a good week. Uh, 21 and a half points. That's all he needs to score. And then I've got his buddy Chet, old Chet Holmgren, the guy who's had 34 points, 17 rebounds, and 15 blocks over his last two games. Baller, dude. Absolute <laughs> baller. Hit banging threes like he don't care. 27 and a half points, rebounds, and assists is all we need from Chet tonight. Versus the Clippers. They play defense. I don't care. Uh, so, yeah. I'm Wimby, Chet, Morant. I'll lock that in all day. I love it, Doc. Any uh, last uh, words of wisdom or, or any uh, salutations, any I love yous to the people before we uh, get out of here? Uh, my mailbag column should be hitting the uh, Roto-Wire page, pages any second now. And what was uh, what was one of the things I talked about there that I wanted to bring up here? Um... Trace Jackson Davis. Oh, one of the questions I had in my mailbag, mailbag, Rick, was please name three NBA players or coaches who could play Santa Claus this holiday season. And I said, it's not an NBA player or a coach, but it's it's me, Santa Doc. <laughs> when I grow my beard out, it's white. I'm fat as you know what, dude. I could totally, I'm a grandpa now. I could totally... Totally play Santa Claus. And I think that uh, Greg Popovich <laughs> and Tom Thibodeau are two other guys that I think could play Santa Claus. And my my old school answer for the players, I went with Paul Mokeski. And I said, just just Google him. That's all you got to do. Uh, Billy the Whopper Paltz and John Hotplate Williams. I thought that was fun. I'll hit you with Fat Lieber, um, old school style, uh, all the assists, all the triple doubles, all the goodies. And I'll hit you with Rick Carlisle as a coach today. Uh, Doc, Rick Carlisle is is just welcoming the opposition to score at will. I mean, we had 157 to 152 in the in-season tournament, for the love of God. Uh, so I, I feel like uh, they have a very, very generous style of play. And hopefully it leads to us making some money on underdog fantasy tonight. Guys, Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. Uh, we will see you all soon. For Steve Alexander, a.k.a. Dr. A, a.k.a. Santa Doc, I am Rick Kamla, a.k.a. Kamla Claus, and we uh, wish you a Merry Christmas. Ho, 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 and we'll see you soon.